Welcome to the Warrior Goddess Revolution, a podcast dedicated to helping you get free, free of shame, free of fear, free of limitations, and free to become the woman you are meant to be. Let the inner revolution begin. Here's your host, Heather Ash Amara. Okay, this is one of the first recordings for Warrior Goddess Revolution, and I'm really delighted to bring together three women for this interview, two of whom I don't really know, and one of whom I've known for a very long time. So my friend Heather and I have known each other, she'll tell the story, for 25 years, but 30 years really, because we were both from a very small town, it was small at the time. And then Heather invited in, as we talked about, Kara and Pomona. So we're going to be exploring today what it means to be a woman supporting other women, specifically in business, what it means to be an entrepreneur and to really step into giving your gifts and your passion and both the the beauty of that and the struggles of that. And also, we'll see what comes up of how we each you'll see our lives have already crossed in interesting ways. And so I'm sure that as we share, there'll be more dovetailing that will be revealed. So Heather, why don't you go first and share a little bit about yourself and... Thank you, Heather. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Heather Ash, for inviting us. And this is exciting to explore the subject that we're exploring today. And I've been a boutique owner of the wardrobe for 33 years in downtown Davis. I'm a style curator and fashion activist and have uh, had an amazing journey um, in terms of community building and the journey of the art of becoming you that I'm passionate about and love what what is happening for women, especially in 2020, in terms of color and style as a tool for empowerment. And so this this exploration I've been doing for a long time, I've never seen it more elevated as um, being important again for our times. And so I'm delighted we can explore this as a subject. And we're with some of my two for it local designers and yeah so um thank you for having me absolutely thank you heather and i'll share a funny story later about how we met <laughs> and my relationship with the wardrobe and heather so how about kara why don't you introduce yourself to hi i'm i'm kara Kara, that's all right um it's an easy one um, and I'm a clothing designer. I've had my brand, Kara Uchi. Um, I started it in 1999. And I'm really excited to be here with all of you really inspiring women. Um, I am also passionate about women in business. Um, just my, my path has kind of taken me on some twists and turns. I've been doing um, an international business for since 1999. Um, I worked in India for 15 years on a jewelry line and I work in Indonesia right now with a female owned and run factory, small um, small factory. It's a family business. Um, and my choice in doing that was because I wanted to switch and start working with women. Um, 
solely for the most part, if I could. Um, so it's been a really great journey for me. Um, I'm also passionate about color and really excited to share um, and get some cross pollination on ideas and inspiration. So thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Thanks, Cara. Perfect. Pomona. Hello, everyone. My name is Pomona Purdy, and I'm based out of Elk Grove, California. And so um, by day, I am a physician assistant. I work in dermatology, but on my off time, I do design jewelry. I design exclusively for uh, Heather's Boutique, the wardrobe in Davis. And um, uh, I've been designing probably for about 10 years now, but I really took it seriously about four months before Heather discovered me at one of the little marketplaces. And she said, hey, I'd like to have your jewelry in my store. And I said, oh, I don't know. I'd never been in a store before. I was just kind of doing it online and having trunk shows. And she really took a leap of faith. And we've been together four years, four or five years. Yeah, and it's just been really fun collaborating and really trying to bring designs that her clients um, like and they've really taken to me. Um, I, I think that I love jewelry. Um, I like clothes, but when you reach into your jewelry, to, uh, jewelry box and you put that final touch on your, whatever you're feeling that day, you know, if you want it to be spicy or, or very soft or whatever, you can really do that punctuation with your jewelry, I think. So that's why um, I really, really love uh, what I do. And um, the stones, I think that they vibrate for us. They give us energy. So I like working with natural gemstones. So I'm having a really, really good time. I think that art in all its forms makes the world just so much more beautiful. It's a, it's a much more beautiful place to be. So I'm just having fun creating. I love that story so much. So here's the, the common thread, I'll say for me, because obviously the common thread is through Heather and the wardrobe. But when I went, when I was at UC Davis, like my design sense, style sense consisted of thrift store clothing that didn't match. And like the more it didn't match, the better in a way. And I was really proud of that. And I wore like super baggy clothing because I had all of the stuff around. I don't want to be seen. I don't want people to see my body. And and I was a, a big activist. So I was like, as an activist, you only show up at the thrift store because that's the only way to buy clothing. And I also was raised in Asia. So I was used to clothing being really inexpensive. And I moved to the States and I'm like, what? They want $15 for a t-shirt? Are you kidding me? So that was my, where I had come from. And right now I'm in Woodstock, New York. And in whatever year it was, 2004, 2013, I had a book that hit bestseller. And one of my girlfriends called me up and she said, Heather Ash, I need you to go to someplace that's going to style you. I need you to spend $1,000 and buy clothes. And I was like, I can't spend that much money on clothes. And she's like, you must listen to me. You must. So I'm chewing about this and thinking, well, I don't, I don't want to spend money on clothing. I don't like, I don't have a style. Like, I don't want to like become somebody I'm not. That was, you know, like she's trying to get me to become somebody I'm not. I'm in Woodstock, New York. I walk into a store, a store here and I look around and I realize, holy shit, I have a style. 
because I loved, I mean, I was like, this is mine. This is like, it was me. Somebody had designed stuff for me. And I spent a thousand dollars and I bought jewelry and I, and things that matched. <laughs> and that became the basis of my interviews and being, you know, like being out in the world. And it was so, it was such a revelation to me. And not too long after that, Heather and I reconnected. And Heather was like, come in the store. I think I, we were, it was even another book. And you were like, come in the store, I'll style you, and then we can do the book thing. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. And I don't even know if I'd been in the wardrobe. Honestly, like I'd known that Heather was the wardrobe, but I'd never been in it because I didn't buy clothes in that way. <laughs> to then have Heather go, just put this on. And I'm like, that is not going to work for me. That is not me. And to put it on and go, oh, this is me. Like, this is me. Like, this is so perfect. And she's done that for me over and over again. And Kara, uh, you're, I was sharing with Kara earlier that I um, was in Bali many years ago and walked into this little boutique that my friend was like, we got to go in here. There's stuff in here for you. And I'm like, whatever. We walked in and the same thing. I'm like, I need these three that are all for, and I didn't know you at all. I just knew I need these three pieces. And so when I got introduced to you from Heather, it was like, oh, it's my person. And then Pomona. Ooh! So I'm wearing something from Pomona, which is magic. And you guys aren't going to see how magic it is. And this is also from Kara. Same thing of Heather shared this, you need this, you need this. And I'm like, really? Like, it's long. I don't do long things. I do short. She's like, just try it on. And it was the same thing. Magic. And then one of the things, Pomona, that has been really magical for me in my relationship with you, even though we've, we've interacted once, I think by text or online or something, or maybe through Heather, because I lost one of my earrings that I love so much that I wore all the time. And you replaced it. And that was huge. I was, again, a revelation. There's a human. So what I'd love for us to talk about today is that the beauty of having human relationships and supporting women directly around their art. So every time I put on something from Kara, I, it's there's a connection. Everything I put, every time I put something on from Pomona, there's a connection. Anytime I put on something I've gotten from Heather, there's a connection. And there's this heart feeling that goes with me all the time. So that's my intro to the three of you. And I'd love you to share like what just what comes up about what it's like creating both, you know, as I said before, like both the things that are fun and joyful and also what's hard about it as well. Start if you want. Yeah, go. But so, well, try and address as many of those things as I can. Um, so, yes, working with women is such a beautiful thing. And I've been very fortunate to work pr primarily with women. And I think I... I just feel so blessed um, because of the level of sisterhood that is generally experienced, especially in this industry of fashion. And, uh, and I do think that in California in particular, we're, we're leading 
the planet, in terms of our ethics, in terms of our intention in many ways. That's been my experience. So I feel very fortunate to be doing what we're doing in Northern California. And, and so, yeah, the idea of um, the warrior goddess revolution is, is a beautiful message. I collaborated recently with both these ladies, very talented designers. And what's fun about the collaboration that I do with Pomona over the last several years, and we get finely tuned is, is that we, we really bring so much intention to the, she brings so much intention to the collection and, and I'm tuned in with the clients. And so we, we, we choose the colors, you know, together in a sense, and she rides and flies with it and creates this magic. And because I'm working so closely with the clients, I, I tune in with color and consciousness, which I've been working with for now 30 some years. And, and the collaboration is so beautiful. We, Pomona's created this um, bracelet line that's just absolutely gorgeous. This is aqua marine and labradorite, which is her signature stone. And uh, I call these bracelets um, with Pomona's, you know, collaboration, Be the Change. And I do think that that's a beautiful message for when somebody puts on the bracelet, they are bringing intention into their day. And so I liked the way Pomona described that it's the final accent to our expression. And, and again, Clothing is a tool for self-empowerment and for many things. It's, it's like armor. It helps you take on life's challenges and it helps you be authentic, powerful, smart, and your hopefully most confident self. And, and again, there's a lot of love in these designs that Kara Uchi has been creating. Um, I'm in love with Bali, so um, I, I think it's the best of both worlds to have it designed in San Francisco and, and made over there. It's actually one of my favorite places on, on the planet. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so high vibe fashion and jewelry that helps you resonate to your highest vibration is what keeps us working hard and keeps us going through all the obstacles. I've, I'm at my third location. Um, there is the beauty and there is the beast. And, you know, we can talk about that maybe a little bit more. I like the beauty part and the beast sometimes I'd rather not have to encounter. But, you know, it is what, you know, continues to shape the art form that I bring to the community and I feel blessed to be able to build community and my store is more than a clothing store. It's a place that has been building community and bringing hopefully a California style that um, really, again, uplifts those that come looking for style that has great meaning um, like we're talking about today. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. Thanks. Um, if you want, I can build on that because um, that was like very well said. Um, and 
for me, I've been designing what 20 plus years. Um, I've known Heather for, I think 15 years. I mean, we, we met a long time ago. Um, for me, I guess my favorite part of running my own business is the designing part. Um, it always has been. <clears throat> and I design with pretty much like myself in mind, which I think a lot of designers do that. Um, for me, I need like a wardrobe that's versatile and soft and moves with me um, into different situations, different places that pack down small, dries quick, um, can be dressed up, can be dressed down, um, can be mixed and matched with like a beautiful silk scarf or a gorgeous Labradorite necklace. Um, those are things that I value. So when I'm designing for women, that's kind of the intention that I put into my pieces. Um, I'm all about color. I'm all about jewel tones. Um, if you look at my line, I don't do bright colors. I, I pretty much do like muted, soft jewel tone colors that remind me of gemstones since that is the ultimate inspiration and vibration are gemstones. Um, so that that's like my, my joys of, of the business. Yeah, there's the dark parts of the accounting, which my brain does not compute at all. Um, and I struggle desperately with it. Um, but the other thing that I've been finding really interesting, especially now in this year that we've been kind of experiencing, is um, the technology and how that goes with running your own business and being able to embrace it. Heather Ash, your um, newsletter yesterday or today, talking about, you know, the potential addictions of social media and stuff. Um, so I've been kind of focusing this year about uh, trying to learn more um, about marketing digitally, digital marketing without being over overwhelmed or overpowered by the social media thing. It's this like fine balance between the two. And that that's been a lot of my focus for this last year, since I'm not able to travel and go and design. I design here and I bring things to life in Bali with the team that I work with. Um, and I don't think I'm going to be able to do that within this year. Um, so I've been trying to embrace different marketing and different photography. I've been um, doing my own photography, which has been super fun and something that I've always been passionate about, but just didn't really have time to explore. So now I've been able to use the photography and the design and all of it together. So all those things have been great. Um, finding the balance, finding the balance is pretty much my mantra um, moving forward. Anyway, that's, that's about where I am at this point. Beautiful. Thank you. Finding the balance. How about for you, Pomona? Like you also get to find the balance with a real, a real job. That's not the right way to say it, right? Full-time job. Yes. And my, then my your full-time job like, because you have two full-time jobs. Basically. I do. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, with jewelry, you know, even in clothes and everything like that. But when you put something on, I feel that when you feel you look, 
then you feel good and you vibrate higher, you know, when you, when, when you're in that kind of zone. So, you know, when I, when I create my signature stone is labradorite. It's a stone of protection. It's a traveler stone. I am nomad. I'm a Navy brat. Uh, I was raised in the Navy. So we, we went everywhere. I was even stationed in, in Guantanamo. And, um, and I think I get that kind of spirit from that. And then the fact that, you know, I've traveled a lot. And so this stone, this labradorite, what happens is, is if you've ever held it in your hand, when you turn it, it flashes. And I think it really signifies um, the woman's spirit and the fact that she wears many hats and she wears them very well. You know, she can multitask. And, and every time you turn her, her different fire will flash. And so I think that that's why I work with that stone. Moonstone is another one of those that has that fluorescence. Um, so those kind of flashy stones and then everything else I work from, from there, depending on how I feel, just like Akara said, it's kind of in my mood. I design for myself, but then I also will envision a woman who, who will need this kind of energy, who will need this kind of vibration. And then I will go from there. Um, yeah, you know, and then the other thing is, is that I think that as we're moving as women historically moving more into where we're more empowered to have more rights and freedoms and all that kind of stuff, especially, you know, you hear this, this, um, mantra, you are enough. Why are you always hearing this all the time for women? You are enough. You are enough is because the world is always telling us we're not. So you need these intentions and these, these mantras and these um, talismans kind of to say, yes, I am enough to remind you. Yes, you are. You're more than enough, even as you are. So um, that's one of the reasons why I really, really like working for women because we are, uh, we're just amazing creatures. And, you know, we've been held back for so long. And I think I'm, I'm really loving that I'm living in this era um, and just watching. I have a daughter, she's 17, and just watching, you know, how we're just blossoming. We're, we're, we're entrepreneurs. Look at how many women entrepreneurs there are in this world now. And, and heads of really small business owners, but we're, we're heading really huge companies and really getting that recognition. Um, we've always had it. It's just the world didn't know about it. So <laughs> I'm watching that and I'm just, I'm just fascinated by all that coming out. So um, that's one of the reasons why I really, really love working with women. And, you know, on the, on the flip side, it's time for me. The challenge is always time. You know, I, I'm always said, you know, if, if there was 36 hours in a day, it'd be great, but I'm pretty sure I would fill that up too. <laughs> and then I wouldn't have enough. So, you know, time management and, and making sure, um, to, to do away with the distractions because with technology, there's also distractions. So uh, learning how to manage time and, and turn everything off and everything like that. So I get things done. Um, that's been the biggest challenge as an entrepreneur, especially with having two jobs. So balance. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And you actually have three jobs because you're raising. Yes. <laughs> three plus jobs. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the one place that I also want to explore, there's two, two specific places, but one place is this idea, like Pomona, you, you alluded to it. Like we're at, we're in such an amazing time right now as women, because we're starting to step into our worth. We're stepping beyond what we've learned, what we've been domesticated into so that we can claim that place of being the head of business, family, and 
one of the things I've seen that's haunted women is competition and not supporting each other. And I remember not too long ago, I was talking to a, a woman, another woman had connected us and said, you two should just know each other. And so we reached out. Uh, it's my friend Kelly. She has a big organization called Women for One. And she interviewed me. We became friends. And she had a book coming out. And she said, could you help me with my book? And I was like, of course. And so I did a book review. Like, I did all these things for her, not even thinking about it. Like, of course I'm going to help her out. And she called me afterwards. She's like, Heather Ash, no one has helped me like this. No one has ever stood up and helped me like this. I've always done it myself. I've, there's, there has not been another woman who has like gone to bat for me. And I started crying. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? No one else. Because she built this empire and to realize she built the empire pretty much on her own just broke my heart. And I see that a lot in women. Women will come to workshops sometimes and they'll say, I don't trust women. I don't know why I'm here. And by the end, they're like, I love women. They're so good. Right? But what challenges have you all found personally? So this doesn't have to be around your business, so it might be, but personally around competition or fear or um, not being enough, like all that stuff. And what's been the beauty, too, of coming together and how wonderfully you all support each other. I can feel it. So both the, the shadow side that we get to work with as women and also the, the magic that happens when we go in with each other. I have a lot to say about that. Um, <laughs> as a designer, I work um, in my little factory and there are other designers from all over the world that also work there. Um, it happens all the time. Somebody comes in with somebody's design and they ask the shop, can you please make this for me? And it's somebody's label that I know or, you know, and it's like the copy thing. Um, and I work with a lot of other designers that I'm also really close friends with um, from the festival circuit, doing um, events together. We have a very uh, tight knit family of designers. And I see it all the time, the jealousy, the fear, um, things are being copied. Um, and I'm the one with the loudest voice. So I'm always the one to stand up and say something. Um, I also feel that I'm very pushy and loud and all those things that maybe come with being a strong woman. Um, so I always try to give a little bit extra to my friends who perhaps don't have as loud of a voice or, um, so I, I do find that I'm helping a lot and giving pointers and doing extra um, to help support my women friends who also are business owners. I also don't have children and most of them do. So like you, Pomona, they're juggling multiple things and I don't know how anybody gets anything done during the day with all that. So I do feel like I'm that person that people come to all the time. Hey, Cara, I need a little bit of help on this, or I need an opinion on this, or can you go stand up to that person and say, hey, that's my design. You can't copy that, or whatever it is. Um, 
run it into it all the time. It's like a nonstop situation. Um, I guess the way I look at it is if someone's going to copy something of mine, I should just take it as a compliment and evolve and move forward and coming up with something else or just it's, I've learned to kind of take a step back and not really make that affect me. But um, I am a big proponent of helping each other, um, raise each, rising each, raising each other up to, you know, to be the best that we can be. So that's, that's my place. Um, I love it. I've also empowered some of the Balinese women in the village where I live, um, helping them see outside of their current situation that there is a different way, a different path, a different choice. Um, I can go into that as well, but that is part of the, the work that I do in Bali. I'm there for three months of the year and I work with the local people trying to just empower the women, the girls, the moms, the whole, the whole thing. And I've been successful at it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. You know, I'd like to just expound on that. I mean, I think that that's you going out to Bali and just helping women from all over the planet um, just realize their worth and that your truth is your truth, no matter if anybody believes you or not. You know what I mean? So I think that that's just fantastic. Um, you know, on the flip side with the whole, it's just been kind of me and I've, I've only been really working with um, Heather in the, in the jewelry design sense. So more for me is like the imposter syndrome. There's a lot of jewelry designer. There's a lot of jewelry out there. Right. And so, you know, you get to this point is like, sometimes you'll feel like, oh, why am I designing? Other people have done that before. And then you have to say, you have to tell yourself basically that nobody knows, knows how to do it like you. And I have to tell myself that a lot, you know, oh, why am I doing this or whatever? And then I get people who are wearing my jewelry, like Heather Ash said, um, you know, and it's magical, you know, and, and if I just help one or two people feel that way, that makes me feel so good, you know, um, on the flip side, uh, just making women feel good about themselves. There's just something that's so fulfilling about that because you never know what's going on in their life and that one small colorful thing or that one gesture of just act of helping someone like Heather Ash said she just she thought it was nothing but it meant the world to that woman when you helped her with the book so um, I think that that's that's pretty amazing but the imposter syndrome is something that I do um, struggle with sometimes and I have to give myself my own pep talk so that's all I want to say about that. Yes, thank you. You know, I've, I've seen people play bad, play dirty um, over the years. But in general, I've seen a lot of high integrity and um, people in Davis, my customer base, I consider highly socially conscious and so it's what's kept me in davis for doing what i do instead of moving to the bay area which is where i thought i would relocate after finishing school and then my business became my education <laughs> um but yeah um so i have seen a little bit but i think that i always try and rise above and live by the agreements not taking it personally 
I've had um, one person that owned a boutique in Davis that played old school is how I describe it and didn't really want to have anything to do with me. And I would see her in LA buying and she wouldn't even say hi. And I'd kind of be surprised because she felt like I was competing or threatened. But, but in general, I haven't seen much of that behavior. And I've seen a lot of, again, women supporting women, making a difference. And I realize that that's where meaning comes into my work is knowing that women are going out into the world, such as all three of you, you know, wearing some of the things from my store and really making incredible impact in the world. And so I kind of live through, through those experiences sometimes. And, you know, I've dressed over a thousand brides. I've launched over a hundred designers, women designers, um, trying to think of any of them were men, but so mostly all women. And, um, and it feels really, really good to, again, empower others. It's a tuning fork effect. And, it creates such a, a positive um, physiological response that you want to continue practicing it, which is why we still are practicing and um, learning again that it is about collaboration and you know and being a good model for for the world and for the younger women I have a 16 year old and an 18 year old working for me. How beautiful to be inspiring young women. Yeah. Yeah. I remember years ago feeling down about myself and saying, Oh man, really? Is this what I'm doing? Like I'm creating this like need for purchasing or, you know, this retail thing and, and kind of was like angry at myself. Like really am I doing the right thing by creating that doing this? And somebody sat me down and said, Cara, the art, like the, the, the art of adornment is an ancient tradition that's woven through cultures and traditions for all, all of the past. And adornment is what makes you feel like good and powerful and empowered. Um, so I just remember that person sitting down and telling me that. And that's something that I kind of just carry through when I feel down about, oh, you know, pe maybe people don't want to spend so much money or da, 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 da. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's that, it's that gra gratification when somebody emails me and says, oh my God, I love the pants that I bought. I've been wearing them every day. They're my favorite. They're soft. They're da, da, da. I feel so good. My butt looks good. You know, like that's the kind of stuff that just makes me happy. Cause I'm like, okay, okay. I'm the, the adornment thing. It's working. It's working. Yeah. I love that. It's not new. I know. <laughs> Girlfriend, sit down. Let's talk about this. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. And Heather, I'd love for you to share just cause I know a little bit about your story is the, the transition. Cause there was, you had a big store in Davis for many years and it was you know like everybody knew where the wardrobe was and then when you I think lost Elise I don't know exactly what happened and that you were then also navigating health issues there was a period where 
I heard Heather's closing the store. That's it. And I was so delighted when you had opened up another version of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you guys as well. So I just love to hear that transition because that was a big one. And I think a lot of us as women have to navigate both our health issues when we're running businesses and also big life transitions of, of losing things and that decision of like, do I go back in? You know, Cara, are you talking about like, do I keep doing this? That there's always those moments in our life where we question and we have to get really quiet to go inside or to open up to insight of what's my next step. Yes, I've, I've seen a lot in the 33 years of doing business. And um, I had a change in ownership at my, it was my second location that you're referring to that I was at for 20 years. And it was the center of town and it was one of the largest retail establishments and on a corner. So it had a beautiful presence with lots of natural light. And I had a wonderful landlord um, for the first 17 years and the rent was affordable and my business, you know, continued to grow in those 20 years and evolve. And, and then I had a new landlord that purchased the building and actually purchased a third of downtown Davis, which is a common story and everything started to change. And I, had 120 hours of payroll a week, lots of staff, lots of responsibility, and then enormous financial pressures. And I realized I didn't want to sign the lease. And um, the boutique two doors down made that choice a few months before I needed to make my choice. And um, it was a very, very hard decision. But um, everything was giving me the the light to 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 make change. I I even like had a kirtan band playing at my front door, like during a pivotal weekend, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I get it. It's time to make change. And so I, um, yeah, I decided to not sign the lease. And I didn't have a full game plan. I decided to surrender and just see where it goes. And a wonderful um, woman-run business called Pomegranate, um, the hairdresser that helped me style my cute do today, um, I was getting my hair done at her salon. And I was telling her my situation. And I had an opportunity to relocate um, which I was considering. So I had opportunities in front of me, but you know, I did really love what I am doing. And she, Stacia pointed out the window and she said, why don't you take that location right next to her? And I was just kind of like, Hmm, you know, that's an interesting idea. And, uh, hadn't considered it. It had never been a commercial space before it was office. And I, sure enough, started the process. It was a very complicated process. Um, almost didn't come together because I had to challenge the city of Davis on everything imaginable and some. But I decided if anyone could, it would probably be me. 
um, because of my history in the community. And I had an incredible support system with my partner who helped me face the city of Davis finance manager and and just all the obstacles and we basically you know I walked away with his wonderful support um, being able to make the that location commercial and financially manageable and so uh, and I, I made a promise to the universe if it worked out I would help really make Davis a more vibrant community. And so two years after I relocated, which is right now, um, I'm doing a lot of community activism and, you know, with these two lovely women, their designs are, you know, again, inspiring me to do my work and, and um, learning how to be a badass. <laughs> and that's what it really takes to be in business in these times. And essentially I learned how to be too small to fail and that less can be more. I'm more refined. I'm, you know, choosing the absolute creme de la creme that I can find. And I put a lot of extra time and energy into the handling of everything that we bring into the wardrobe with my wonderful team and we're, we're believers in the power of boutique culture and the revolution that you, Heather Ash, um, are really igniting in, in our culture. So, yeah. Mm, thanks, Heather. Yeah, it's such a good story of you know, it's been heartbreaking for me going back to Davis. So Davis is in Northern California for those of you that have no idea where it is, which you shouldn't because it's little. Um, when I first moved to Davis, there was 30,000 people in the town and it has grown like most places incredibly over the years, uh, really, really exploded. And the downtown, which used to be very quaint and sweet and like lots of different boutiques and lots of different individual coffee shops, has gotten more and more commercialized in the sense of um, not fast food, some fast food, but just more like bigger stores. And, um, and just watching the small boutique places get pushed out basically over the years. And I know you're on the front lines of that. And I think it's really important for us. Another thing that women bring as part of this idea of revolution is better, bigger isn't always better. Like the, the narrative we're in now is that keep everything growing, keep going it bigger, keep expanding, keep going. And there's so much damage that can come with that. Sometimes it's beautiful, but there's also so much damage that can come to that to ourselves. And I see that from a lot of women as well, that because they're caught up in this narrative without even realizing it sometimes, then there's this um, self, both self-flagellation that I'm not growing or I should be growing in this particular way or this like deep, self of a sense of um, being false somehow, like not doing it right that comes up and or busy, 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 busy like constant. And so that mindfulness of how do we create community 
whether that community is like this, like I feel like I'm in community with all of you because the ways that our lives interact, we don't have to live in the same place, that we're constantly, we have this choice of building community or of be, or being individuals. It doesn't have to be either or. And that sometimes the smaller is better and that how do we really settle into a place and help community grow, especially during a pandemic? Like that's an interesting question, right? How do we do that? Um, I guess I'll, I'll go. Um, I mean, you made the, the good point about being in, in these times. It's really, really challenging. I know that these times are really making me appreciate community and connection. <laughs> I miss that. Um, I also teach yoga weekly, and we've had to do Zoom, and then people are finally coming back in. Um, and just seeing them there, even with their masks, and you know, there's only like four people in there, but it's just like to be around people's energy, like it felt so good to me. So um, I also know that when I got out of PA school, I went up to Northern California. And when I finally met friends, because I knew no one up there, which is me and my daughter. And um, when I finally met a few friends, I, I would ask them to dinner and then they would bring their moms. And so we had about four of the friends and the moms would come and we would, you know, luck style or whatever. And those became like, it became a sisterhood, you know, and to have everyone around the table and just share old stories and you, the two generations, right. Um, you get a little bit of wisdom and then you've got the, you know, the younger generation um, talking about their stuff and it was just laughter and no competition because women, you know, sometimes you do have that either crabs in a bucket mentality, or you've got to be careful who you throw your, you tell your dreams to because not everybody's for you, you know, so you find a tribe and you can find all these little pockets of tribe. And I'm, I'm wanting that. And it's one of the things that I'm, I'm thinking about doing here once things open up is there's something called a turquoise table where you have women come, come and you just come around food because food always brings people together. Right. And um, whether you discuss things or there's like a little um, bowl of questions and we can just discuss other things just to see how the other other women think about things or how they've experienced things because you can learn from each other and so um and you come with this spirit of sisterhood instead of and you leave all that other stuff at home just come with your spirit of sisterhood and i think that that's super valuable i'm not really sure if that was your question but i just went on this tangent <laughs> but um yeah i think that is it's super valuable that we're allowed to do that and i'm missing that so much and hopefully through this whole situation that we're dealing with you know globally i'm hoping everybody will feel that and and will want that desire that much more when we come out of this together mm, me too yeah yeah and sometimes that absence of of community like think that we can't be around people right now in the same ways then yeah hopefully that will light people to go right i need or i get to weave together community in the place that i'm at how do i do that yeah community um i just tried to go and ask for a four or six week pop-up situation just down the block for me and our little, um, 
whatever plaza um, since pretty much four of the main businesses are out of business right now and there's empty storefronts all over Fairfax. Um, it's really sad. San Anselmo is, I would say at one, 25% of the stores are closed and there's nothing in the windows and there's no lights. And my whole intention was to talk to the landlord and say, Hey, just give it, give me the space for four to six weeks. I'll do a little pop up. I'll put Christmas lights in the windows. Even if I just put Christmas lights in the windows, once the time changes, that makes people happy. Um, and after explaining and saying, you know, let's just bring some like feel good to the to the space. And I got denied on all levels from the male um, landlord saying, no, we need to keep it open for potential new long-term renters. And no, your offer isn't good enough. And no, you know, um, it made me feel sad because I've been trying, not that I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about having a retail space open to the public, but I was considering just doing private appointments. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was hoping to bring some community and just some feel, feel good holiday vibes out there. And I was denied. Um, but I am desperately feeling the need for community. So we are doing some community building, Kara Uchi and I, um, coming up. And I think that I'm thrilled that, you know, we're able to do something that will be fun and creative in terms of bringing your collection to a Zoom style happening next Thursday. And it's my first ever. And I know, so we're collaborating and it's, beautiful synergy and I mean your your designs look gorgeous with Pomona's beautiful jewelry I mean it's the ultimate for for really uplifting everyone's spirits and sense of style and and I have a patio so we're able to socially distance on my beautiful patio and we're going to um, invite um, those interested to join us and we're co-curating and you're really helping teach us the line, Cara, and um, we're going to have fun. I have one model and it'll, you know, be a new experience. And I realized last night I can invite my sister and her community and tribe in Key West, Florida. I can for the first time, connect with new people and your audience, Cara, and, you know, hopefully even a little Heather Ashes, you know, it's, it's a new way of doing things and I'm exploring it. And I'm, it took me a year and a half to get Comcast to move in so I could even do a Zoom happening. And I'm thrilled that I'm, you know, exploring new ways of connecting and bringing beautiful things to people that are like-minded, you know, which is the style sisterhood. And I'm fascinated by, by the attraction factor of like attracting like, and, you know, so, so I think we're going to align those that really love what we love and help have a lot of fun. I'm really excited um, about it. And I'm also really excited. For, I want every outfit to have one of Pomona's. Um, I know. Every one of them. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. What a gorgeous way to be dressed for the times. Yeah. 
Um, and was inspired about you inviting your sister from Florida. That's great. I'm going to invite my sister and her group of friends in Redondo Beach. Why not? I think that would be really yeah, fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So new times. <laughs> yeah, new times. And that's, you know, for me, a, a big part of this time has been being being grounded in a way I've never been grounded because I am a I'm a nomad. Like I'm on the road constantly, right? So suddenly I'm, um, ground. I feel like I'm grounded by the mama in the best way possible, and I'm building a house of adobe. So I'm literally ground. Like I'm in the mud, building bricks and putting bricks down and cutting trees down, and like it's been. I was laughing when Heather called me. She's like, let's do a spile. I'm like, right now my, spile, my style is dirty jeans that I've reworn over and over again that, that have the slashes in them from the chainsaw when I was learning how to use it. And, you know, dirty t-shirts. That's my style. So I was like, but at some point I'll probably need some new clothes. <laughs> and look, I'm wearing them now. It's great. Both of these are new from the last styling. So... But that place of, like, for me, more time by myself, which has been a huge gift, more time on the land, and also more time to be super creative around how do we reach out and create community. And the, the prayer for, that I keep holding is that as we create more ways to connect, that we then take that same kind of thinking back into our communities when they open up again. But yeah, right now, I have a friend who's teaching energy work, stuff that you would never have thought could be online. And she's like, yeah, and suddenly I have all these people from Europe that couldn't, and Australia, that couldn't have done this work before. And she would have never thought of bringing it online because it doesn't make sense, but it's been working brilliantly. So I love the creative collaboration. And I think for all of us, any women who are in business right now, or who want to be in business, it's a really excellent time to reach out to other women and to, to look at how do we create really interesting collaborations and to not be afraid. You know, so the other thing I, that I really appreciate about Heather especially is that you are so bold of calling people up and asking questions and inviting people in and both Pomona and Cara are nodding. <laughs> and you're beautiful at that, of, of taking action. And sometimes we get afraid of, well, I'll get rejected or they're, they don't want to talk to me, they're busy or whatever. And I think as part of like this inner revolution that we're all in the process of, it's learning to find our voice in a way that's authentic. And I love, Cara, that you were saying that you're the one that stands up for the women, right? That don't have the voice to teach them this is possible. One of my, um, I had such a beautiful experience where I lived in a really small town in Texas and I knew I wanted community of peers, of women that were also in business that we could support each other. And I didn't know how to get that because I had a lot of students and no real peers. And so I was like, okay, call, start calling people up. And I literally started calling up people I didn't know, I knew of them, but saying, hey, I, I'm a business owner, I'm looking for other business owners that are growing their business, to do a mastermind, do you wanna meet? And I, all these women were like, yes. 
And that was such a great teaching for me of like, you have to ask if you get clear about what you want. Number one, what are you yearning for? What are you craving for? And so often as women, we don't name that. We don't even know how to ask for it. But if you wait and, and really settle into what's the yearning that I have, then you can start being creative around how to find that in whatever times that we're in. So Heather, last thoughts. Wow. Well, you know, just what you were talking about made me think about, I got to experience a few months ago, um, a women in leadership round table. And um, I've been very attracted to Quint Studer and his whole entire um, way of doing community building out of Pensacola, Florida. And he's been helping me learn how to help Davis right now. And he suggested that I join this round table and, and it was really valuable. And I, you know, to the people listening, I wanted to put out there that as a possibility if they're interested in becoming business owners and they are looking for mentorship and yeah, one-on-one is actually another beautiful way of, you know, becoming empowered from somebody with more experience. And I, I am a huge believer in the importance of mentorship. And I did a pilot test even in Davis um, a few months ago for marketing because I looked around and I, I asked myself, well, where could people really use some support right now? And I concluded marketing and asked a woman business owner to um, do it pro bono. And, you know, you don't ask, you don't receive. So um, she was very generous and offered her assistance to a Zoom marketing training for those interested. And I mean, even our city staff was part of that session. So um, again, anytime we can bring community together, working together is, is to me the beauty of, you know, building culture. And so that's, I guess, what I would like to leave you with. And um, I just encourage people to be agents of change and in particular women where you're your colors and your styles that are really going to lift your spirits and your vibe for the day to protect you and empower you and to really bring your gifts to the world and making a difference. So, yeah. <laughs> I also agree with the mentorship. I think it's super important to inspire the younger generation. Um, I have two fairy goddaughters that one is 22 and one is 25. Um, and it's amazing to get the feedback from them about how I've affected their lives and their choices that they make and that they think about me and my choices when they make their choices. Um, I always try to hire people to help me um, who I feel I can make a difference for them as well. Um, so that, that inspires me. Um, I, I like the idea of mentorship. 
And I think it's super important for our generation and what they're facing right now, especially the women, the daughters, the sisters, the younger girls. Um, the thing that I'd like to leave everyone with today, I'd like to expound on what Heather Ash said to, you know, everybody on this planet, every woman on this planet has, has a gift that they can share with the world. And, you know, once you get clear, you know, do some soul searching, but once you get clear on that gift, sometimes it becomes really, really overwhelming. And you just ask yourself, what's my next empowered step? You know, and you just take that step and then you say, what's my next step? Take that step. Because if you look at it, a whole picture, you can get really, really bogged down and then you do nothing. And then you just stay right in your comfort zone. So, you know, if the fear comes up, lean into it and, and keep stepping away. And that's what I would like to encourage everyone to do. And, and then you'll look up one day and you'll, you'll, you'll be, you'll have arrived and you never stop learning. Even when you've arrived, you never stop learning. <laughs> you keep going. So it's been a wild ride and I can't see what's, what's coming up next. Thank you all so much for sharing from your heart and the, the many ways that each of you inspire women through the work that you do. And, and I also love, I was thinking about this conversation that there's so many ways to share the gifts and to inspire others and that it doesn't have to look a particular way and that we can really support each other and that everything that you do can be helping uplift yourself and others. And so how do we continue to dedicate ourselves to that, not out of caretaking or, um, you know, this idea of mentoring is really powerful. Because sometimes as women, we can get into like, I have to fix this. I have to change. I'm not comfortable with this. And, and the really difference between I'll be a role model. I'll step up and share what I know and just let myself be seen so that other women can find their way. So I think we're in really exciting times right now. And I'm grateful to be in the community weave that we are all in. And thank you each of you for the work that you do in the world. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with a fellow warrior goddess. If you felt fully empowered and inspired by what you heard today, we want to know about it. You can share your feedback by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We thank you for your support. It's the fastest way to fuel the revolution. To learn more about the Warrior Goddess Revolution and other Warrior Goddess offerings, visit us at www.warriorgoddess.com.